in the church. Very touchy. People get very upset. And they say words. Title of my message today, please, before you cut me off. <laughs> Before you cut me off, just wait a little bit. Give me a little bit of time, okay? (laughs) Just give me a little bit of time. Because my heart, once I see something in the Word, I don't care what anybody else is saying. I just don't care. You can decide not to be my friend. I've had that happen. I let you go. God told me, he doesn't want to be your friend. Why don't you let him go? I said, what? He doesn't want to be your friend. Let him go. I'm satisfied with that. I have to please my master. I have to do what he's, what I see in his word without fear of people abandoning. This is not important to me. I just want to do what God has shown me. Um, my message, and God spoken to me a good bit. I know some people wonder, oh, has God talked to you? Really? <laughs> he does. He talks to us. Uh, The title of my message is Why Should Believers Prosper? The key word is prosper. Why should believers prosper? The issue with us believers is what Jesus said in in the scriptures. We get our minds or we've been taught one way and we've been living one way We've been taught so well in that way, sometimes wrong, but that's what we are. That's what we believe. We take it that way. And it's really sad because Jesus made this clear. He says in Luke chapter 5 verse 39, he says, And no one, no one having drunk old wine immediately desires new. We're so used to what we've been taught. And so when something is given to us, and because we haven't really looked at it, we just don't want it. We want to stay with the old wine. What we're used to, what is that makes us, we've, we've got to the place where we are in comfort with what we believe. And it, it happens to you, it happens to me, but you have to change when the word of God is saying something different. But God knows our nature. It's very hard for us to quit what we are used to and then accept something new. Sometimes we feel, if I, if I accept, then I'm, I'm accepting that I was wrong. Well, you were wrong. Accept the truth. Don't just stay with the old wine. Open yourself. And this cuts across every area of our life. And so God cannot reach us because we're saying we don't need the new, the old is better. I'm comforted. I'm comfortable with what I have. I don't need anything more. But God's saying, come out of that place. I've got some new wine for you. It's so important. The nature of man, unless God opens your your ears and your heart, you won't receive the word. He has to do it. Because it's contrary to what we believe. Or what we are. And so we don't, we don't immediately want what he has for us. 
Then sometimes the Bible says, the, the scripture says, if whatever you bind on earth, in other words, whatever you allow on earth, is allowed in heaven. Many times we take these things and we don't, God wants to minister to us, wants to bless us, but we have made up our mind, we bind that, we don't allow that, and He can never reach us. We're not open. There was a time in my life I didn't want to hear the word prosperity. I didn't want to hear it at all. And I'll tell you what God told me about it, what's what's happening to the church, because I prayed a lot about it. I knew God wanted me to speak on this, and this is not topics that Christians want to go, because immediately they label you, oh, it's it's a prosperity preacher. Really? Is that all I preach every Sunday, prosperity? <laughs> but that's what they do. And so people, ministers are afraid. Because if they go there, they are labeled and they are called false teachers. Well, they call Jesus the deceiver. Hello? They call Jesus the deceiver. After his death, they went to Pilate. He says, this deceiver said, Here, he, he, after three days he will rise. But we believe the disciples will pick his body. Jesus was called a deceiver. Uh, don't mind if you call me a deceiver and a, a false teacher. That's, as long as I stay with what God says. If you show me something contrary to the word, I'll let go. I'll be on your side. And you'll be my friend because I can get more from you. But if you contradict the word, I'm not staying with you. And I'm not going to try to please you. That's totally unnecessary. What will that do for me in eternity? Nothing. I can afford to suffer your loss at this time and gain when I get there. Because I did what God told me to do. Stand up with me. Isaiah 50 verse 4 and 5. That's my prayer for you. I prayed all this all this week for you. For every one of you. Because this is a series I want to share with you. Maybe to disabuse your mind from some of the things you've heard. And I'm not a prosperity teacher. You can call me that. That's okay. But that's not my purpose. I have a different purpose. We have to allow God to bless us. We have to. And only the scripture can open our eyes. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. May that be your portion today in Jesus' name. May God give you a heart that hears. And I started asking God and praying, why is it that many Christians, as soon as they hear the word prosperity, they react? even before they know what you're talking about. Why? I read through the scriptures. Joshua 1 verse 8 tells us that. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You remember that? And then he says you will make your way prosperous. That's God saying prosperous. That's not me saying prosperous. God wanted him to have prosperity and good success. That's God's desire. Why do we kick against that? As the Bible says, why do you kick against pricks? Why do we kick against it? Because we've been taught, you know why God, I said, God, what's going on? 
why are they so reactive when they come to this? And he said to me, they equate prosperity with greed. And they don't want it. It's a noble cause. I don't want to be greedy. They equate prosperity with greed. But they are two different things. And so, having a good heart, my heart is right before God. I don't want to be greedy. Uh, they don't use the word greedy. They say, I don't want that kind of prosperity thing. I just want to serve God. Yes, I know that. I know that. But prosperity and greed are two different things. Prosperity is for the kingdom of God. Greed is for yourself. Sometimes some Christians are so greedy and they think they are prosperous. They will lie, they will cheat, cheat their employees and do all kinds of things. And then they are wealthy, they have money and they come to church and they say, God has blessed me and I'm going to pay my tithe. Keep your tithe. Don't want it. That's greed. That's what bothers us. Because we see people who are greedy and all of, when they come to church, prosperity, they hear the word prosperity. Is, they are not thinking God and the kingdom of God is self. How I can be important. I got money, Mercedes Benz and all of that. That's all they're thinking. I don't want that. That's no prosperity. But God does want you to prosper. Not being greedy. It's two different things. That's what he said to me. It kind of opened my eyes. Why are they so reactive when you say, this, you say that so much in your word? Why wouldn't they accept it? And what they've done is they've actually bound this thing. Don't, I don't want it. God cannot give you what you don't want. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. You don't want it, God's not going to give it to you. And the reason you don't want it, you're only concerned about yourself. You know, I was thinking, over the years, Angela goes to Nigeria and to Philippines. She's all whooping the pay away. Every time. I went to a pastor's conference last year. I had to pay my own way. I didn't get the money from the church. That's not the way God wants it to be. That's not the way God wants it to be. If the people of God are prosperous, I won't be dipping into my own account and Angela's account. Of, I don't know how many times she's been in these countries. Every year she goes and we pay $2,500. Because the church is, they decided we don't want this. What if God wants it? Let God be true and every man a liar. The reason why we are hurting, and you see Solomon and the rest of us, is because we have this thing in our head, we're not going to allow it. And what you don't allow, what you bind, you can get. I need you, by the grace of God, this is not about money for church. I need you to open up so that God can bless you. So that we can do more ministry around the world. That's all I'm saying. And he will, if we open up. You will see unimaginable things coming into your life. You cannot explain how God is going to bless you. But that's in the word. I've got to go through the word. I'm speaking now because I have a lot of scriptures I want to share with you. So it won't be just me talking. So you can, can open yourself up. Because God has been wanting to bless you. Not for you, but for his kingdom. 
but for you also. Keep the change, God says, okay? <laughs> and when God gives you change, <laughs> that's a lot of change, I'm telling you. That change will knock you over, I'm telling you. When God says, keep the change, that's a lot. You know one of the reasons, I'm going to talk about some of the reasons also. Scriptures here. It says, then, Luke chapter 6 verse 20. Then he lifted up his eyes towards his disciples and said, blessed are you poor. Did you hear that? You are blessed when you are poor. So the Christian says, ah, I am blessed. I don't have food to eat. But that's not what Jesus meant. If you read in Matthew chapter 5, blessed are the poor in spirit. Not natural poor, but poor in spirit. Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you. But he didn't say you will be the poor. Okay? You will always have them with you, but that doesn't mean you are the poor. You are the one to minister to the poor. Amen. Everyone that walked with God, go back to the Old Testament, everyone that walked closely with God was prosperous. Every one of them. Every one of them. Go back. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, talk about everyone. David, Solomon, every one of them. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. I'm very deliberate today because I want this house to be blessed. Not for my family, but your family and the kingdom of God. It's very important. And I'm not going to apologize because the scripture is there. The poor is poor in spirit. Not natural poverty. You cannot be rich in the spirit and be poor naturally. That's not good. That's not the will of God. Another scripture. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Money was supposed to be your servant. So people refer to that and say, well, I don't want that mammon stuff. But that's not what God is saying. Make money your servant. Don't serve money when you are in greed. You are serving money. Everything you do, your thoughts, your waking thoughts, your sleeping thoughts before you go to bed, all you're thinking is how you're going to make money. Money has become your God. You don't care who you hurt as long as you get the money. And there are people like that. They will even take steal from their mothers and deceive them. I've seen that on television. Greed. And then they have a plane. I don't want your plane. That's greed. It's not about you. It's about the kingdom of God. And God wants his people blessed. You can see that in, in, in Egypt. God separated them. And they took everything from them, but God gave them everything back when they left. 
And they had gold. They had all kinds of stuff. You know, back in my country, when I was a new Christian, they had this strange doctrine. Uh, they don't want to plant their hair. Uh, they say because Paul, uh, Peter said, not the planting of the air, uh, hair and, and all of that stuff. And the gold earrings and all of that. And so they don't wear earrings. And, and some of them look like my brother. They tied your hair and everything, and I can't say I can't tell if this is a woman or a guy. Am I going to find a wife? I need a beautiful wife. For God, thank God, I got one. <laughs> I was conflicted. Pastor says I think you should start thinking about marriage. I said no, no, Pastor, I'm not doing. I'm not marrying yet. No, not yet. Something is not right. And uh, so I was talking to one of them. She had no hearings, and she says, why, why is it American Christians? I was visiting. American Christians, they always wear earrings and all of that. They wear pants and all of that. I started talking to her. To her. I said, well, that's wonderful. I said, if you read in Isaiah, when God punishes them, he takes away the gold. You guys can't wait for God to punish you. You just take the gold by yourself and throw it away. Isaiah made it clear. When God is angry with them, he says, I'm going to take the gold from you. I'm going to take the earrings from you and all of this. And I said, besides, the Bible says, uh, not the wearing of, putting of the uh, wearing of uh, earrings and the wearing of apparels. I said, why don't you take your clothes off? <laughs> he also says, wearing of apparels, you choose to get the gold off, but you, you're still wearing your clothes. And they, she laughed so much. But that's what we do. God wants to bless us, and we're not wanting God to reach us anymore. We just want to pick, pick a, script, a scripture and just run with it without trusting God. Another scripture that we use, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. You know that? We don't want anybody to think we love money. But when you are in want, you start calling everybody, Right? And you want to have a job. And you want a good job, right? But you don't have love of money. These things hinder us. Then that's not what God is saying. God is actually talking about the one who is greedy. Not you. Amen. Not you. It says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. For which some have strayed from the faith, in what? In their greediness. That's the point. It's the greed. It's not the money. It's the greed that's the problem. Where you make money your sole goal, instead of serving God, and you want to give more to the kingdom of God, because you see some suffering children somewhere, and you want to give to that, and you're asking God, I need you to bless me. You know the prayer of Jabez, right? He wasn't asking for spiritual blessing. <laughs> he wants blessing. That's the purpose. It's the greediness God is against. And that's what's stopping us from allowing God to minister to us. Because we don't want to get... And it's a good, good thing. I desire not to be in greed. It's great. But also desire to prosper because that's what God wants. And not for you, but for alone, but for the kingdom. So you can help somebody else. 
you know, Jesus Christ. You know, during this period in Nigeria, Bishop, thank God for him and his heart, they know that he will help because they shut everything down. And if you've been in Nigeria, those of you that have been through Isha and the rest of them, they live from day to day. That's how they live. If you cut off their little trade where they sell little peanuts and bananas and stuff like that, they have nothing. They have nothing. And Bishop told me that they took, when they shut it down because of the uh, coronavirus, they shut everything down. And Bishop told me there was a woman, she had nothing. And the Bishop, Bishop is so, man, that guy is good. He, he, he bought a lot of rice and beans, that's our staple, and all of that, and packaged them. The church member, just like we do with the medical mission, she packaged, they packaged them. And they went to this woman's house and gave to this woman. She couldn't talk. She just sat on the floor. She couldn't believe. She just sat on the floor there for a while, from what I was told. Speechless. Because of the kindness from a church. And I like the way Bishop is doing it. He's not spreading it. He consistently goes to the same family, making sure that they are eating. Guess what they will do after this, this thing is over? They're back with God. That's what this is all about. It's not about you. If you think it's about you, you're selfish and greedy. It's not about you. Open up. Open up. If you don't believe, God cannot reach you. You got to open up. And just forget everything that they've told you and listen to what God says in the word. Don't hinder yourself. Our ministry needs a lot. And God's going to give it to us. I believe that with all of my heart. I really believe God's going to open great doors for this church. But I want God to bless you. I'm not depending on any individual. <laughs> A multi-millionaire that was in our church left. I danced. Good riddance. He told me he was a multi-millionaire. Irina says, good riddance. Get to my office and do a little dance. Happy to let him go. I don't need it. I found out he wasn't even the one supporting the church. He didn't give much. But it's not about money for me. For me, I want you blessed. Because you're already blessed. God has already blessed you. That's what it is for me. I'd like to go to this scripture here. Uh, Proverbs 10, verse 22. When God blesses you, what's going to happen? You're going to be rich. I didn't say that. If you don't like that word, why don't you tear that page from your Bible so you never read it again? <laughs> Just tear it off so you never go back there. The blessing of the Lord, what does he do? He makes one rich. So if you're not rich, I wonder if God is really blessing you. <laughs> the blessing, this is not me, this is scripture. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. 
and God has blessed you. You have received his son Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you are the blessed ones of God. And if God has blessed you, the blessing of the Lord, if God is blessing you, you will be rich. If you, are not, if you don't want the riches, eh, send them to me. I'll take them from you. And I'm joking. <laughs> but that's what the word of God says. You can't change that. That word is forever established in heaven. Settled. When God is in your life, and he is in your life, the reason we are not seeing it is because we don't want it. We don't want to allow it. And we feel like we are doing something noble. God really appreciates it because I'm not greedy. I'm not prosperous. There's a difference. For the kingdom is different. And I want you today, in the name of the Lord Jesus, open up. So God can bless you and your family so that you will always have enough to give to any need that is there. That's the purpose. That's the purpose. A faithful man will abound with blessing. And we are faithful to the Lord. My time is done for me. We had a pretty good praise and worship time. Jesus. But thank God this is a series. But let me close with this today. Just to let you know the purpose why God wants you to have. Why God wants you to have. And he wants to do it. It's all by faith. Let me say this to you. There are poor people in every profession. Pastors work, there are poor pastors too. Nurse, nursing, doctors, Angela can tell you that. It doesn't matter what profession. It's not the skill. It's his blessing. Can I hear an amen? Yes. God has to do it. God has to do it. Listen to what the scripture says. Deuteronomy 8 verse 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God. Why? Why are you going to remember the Lord your God? For it is he who gives you power to get what? Wealth. Wealth. Well, I don't like that God. Well, go fight with him. God, why did you say wealth? Go fight with him. But he says for you to remember him for what purpose? He is the one who gave you the power to get wealth. The power to get wealth in my life may be very different from the power to get wealth in your life. But you can see all of us because this scripture is speaking to every one of us. God, if God doesn't want you to have wealth, why would he give you the power to have it? If wealth, God himself knows all things, if God knows wealth is going to destroy you, why will he give you power to have it? Why? 
You're going to trap your own child and destroy the child, knowing that if he gets well, he's going to be destroyed? No. He says, I want you to remember me. Don't forget me. I gave you the power to get wealth. And that scripture is still there today. Let God be true and every man a liar. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We need to believe that scripture. And get rid of everything they've been, they've been telling you. And Satan's lies, well-kept secret of Satan, to prevent you so you don't have for yourself, your family, your grandchildren, and everybody around you. That's the problem. You read scriptures and you, you just pass it without thinking. Jesus said to the disciples, I believe it's uh, Matthew chapter 19, he said to the disciples, how hard it is for a rich man to get into the kingdom of God. <laughs> Guess what the disciples said? Who then can be saved? You know why? They were all rich. Hello. Why would they be concerned? Why would they be concerned when Jesus said, you know, how hard it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven? If they were poor, they said, thank you, Jesus, we're going. But they felt, hey, we've been left out, we're rich. <laughs> Amen. And she said, please open your eyes to see. And Jesus said, okay, I understand. With man, it's impossible, but I can make it happen. Where you were rich. And can go through the eye of the needle. Yes. That's what it is. He is the one that gives us the power to get wealth. That he may. Why? Why is he giving you the power to get wealth? Why? Say with me. Why? Why is he giving you the power to get wealth? He said you remember me. Remember that I am the one that gave you the power to get wealth. Why? That, he says, he may, God may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. It's for the covenant. The new covenant. You need wealth. I didn't say that. The scripture said this. We need it. But what we've done in, in, in our feelings, we, we've heard all kinds of things, and they used to tell, talk about name it, grab it, and all of that. I, I don't want any of that kind of name it, grab it with God. I'm a saint. Oh, yeah. A poor saint, right? <laughs> no. I have to, the Bible says, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. I just don't listen to a man. I don't care who he is. I'm not going to go listen and go find somebody who says what I'm saying to you. This is what God showed me. Amen? And that's what I want to say. So that God can bless his people. God's going to, right now, I think God is losing some things in people's lives sitting here today. And God's going to be bringing a lot to you. Not for you. He's to establish his covenant. That's the purpose, the kingdom purpose. Not about greed. If you put your heart, this is what I want for the kingdom. And it's not about you. If you can be greedy, Satan will work on that side. Because he's the God of this world. But you can stay with your God, not greed, not hurting people, 
I've seen Christians really hurt people just to get money. And then they come to church and say they're blessed. That's not a blessing. And what you sow is what you're going to reap. It's coming back to you. There's going to come a time when you, you enjoy it for a while. It seems like God allows you to enjoy it for a while. And then he cuts it off. And now you don't know what to do. And then you feel with guilt. You can't really talk to God. But if you do what God says, remember me. I am the one that gave you the power to get wealth. Don't try to dream of how he's going to do it. Just believe it. Just believe it. I'll close with this second closing, right? <laughs> God help us. <laughs> I heard this story when I was, when I was uh, traveling as an evangelist before uh, the Ark Fellowship. There was a woman in church that heard the, the message on tithing. We'll come into that and all of that. And she didn't like it. She was retired. She says, if I paid my tithe, I, I will have nothing. I can't pay my rent. I can't do anything. I can't pay my tithe. She was angry with the preacher. And the preacher said to her, I'm just a mouthpiece. I'm just speaking what God says. Because the preacher was insisting that you don't pay from the growth, I mean from the, what do you call it, the neck, but from the gross. And she didn't like that at all. Nobody liked that. How can you pay from the gross? You will pay from the nest, all I got. But the preacher insisted she didn't like it. And she didn't like anything about the tithe. She just was very antagonistic to the preacher. And preacher left town, you know, uh, evangelist. She left he left town and went all over the place. And then years later, he went back to the church. And he preached the same kind of message. You know what evangelists do? They preach the same message. You have new people. And... Uh, after he got through preaching, he went to the back. They turned everything to the pastor. And they, all of a sudden, the preacher saw this dear lady walking towards him. He said, oh, no. She's going to fight with me again. And she says to him, how have you been doing? He said, well, you know, we go around preaching and all of that. Yeah. And she said to him, and according to him, she said, I'm going to give to your ministry. And she said, he said, she mentioned an ungodly amount. It was so huge. And she said, oh yeah? You're going to give that much money to my ministry? This was hundreds of thousands or whatever. And she said, oh yeah? She says, you don't believe me. You don't believe me, she said. I know you don't believe me. And he said, yeah, I'm a, I cannot believe or whatever. And she says, you're standing before a multimillionaire what she said. And she told her story. I heard this from a preacher's mouth. She was, after she retired, after the preacher left town, she decided she was going to pay her tithe. And she was doing it faithfully. And then one day, she said she was driving and you know how these trains will go across and you can't go. And she was sitting by, was just sitting there, waiting for the train to go by. And some idea came into her mind. And she thought, how come nobody has thought about this? Power to get wealth. Out of that, a factory was built. And then money started to visit with her in her house. She stayed at home and they brought the money because of her, what she had done. God is not a respecter of persons. 
She was an old woman, retired woman. So don't exclude yourself today. Amen? Are we all in agreement? Thank you very much. Stand up. (laughs) There's a lot of blessing coming to our church. A lot of blessings. And a lot of people coming in as well. They are going to be blessed with us. How many of you accept the blessings of God today? Amen. Amen. There's a lot of things I need to speak. I didn't go through but one page. I got three. So it's going to be a while. Because the reason for that, God has to disabuse our minds from everything that we've heard so that we can be open. And you can talk to me about it if you disagree. Just, just talk to me with scriptures. Don't tell me your opinion. I'm not going to listen to that. Tell me from scriptures. Amen? Would you lift your hands up to God today? Tell the Lord today, I remember you. I remember that you are the one who gave me the power. Even if you have nothing right now, I want you to speak by faith what's coming to you. Accept it by faith. Everything is by faith. Be it unto you according to your faith. So believe today and don't try to imagine how God's going to do it. But he will because he's faithful to his word. Believe today that you remember him in your heart that he has given you the power to get wealth. That his covenant may be established in your life. That's what he's doing today. Jesus is doing that for us today. There's a lot of things to pray about, but this is very crucial to me because I see, I see people going everywhere, helping, ministering, having their own ministry, part of the church, doing great things, helping, feeding the poor. God can use you. It's never too late. He is God. Pastor Larry, would you come up? As we're dismissing prayer, would you bow your heads, close your eyes, please. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for your word that you've given to us today. Lord, I pray that you've opened our hearts, Lord, to what your word has said to us. May it not just stir us, Lord, but may it change us. May we just not walk in that which is there, but Lord, that, that stirring spirit, but let it change our hearts, Lord, to believe you for the mighty, mighty blessings that you, Lord, that you give. The Lord says, you came seeking because you've been seeking for the answer, but you haven't found it. The Lord says, you're looking and seeking in the wrong place for my answer. Jesus says, I am your answer. You must trust me. Don't look here and look there, but look unto me, for I am the one who is your answer that you're seeking for. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for all that you do. Take us from this place, keep us safe. Touch our nation. Bless it, Lord. We rebuke evil. 
and we speak good in Jesus' name. Amen. Our prayer partners are coming. If any of you, uh, if any of you are seeking something that the Lord desires, if you need healing.